You're listening to College Recruiting with Jill Hicks. I have a question for you. Are you feeling overwhelmed by the college recruiting process? You have come to the right place. Jill will bring you expert tips and interviews with special guests to help you take a deep breath and know, yes, you are moving in the right direction to find your college team. After this podcast, don't forget to head to Jill's shop page to purchase her two guidebooks that will make everything in college recruiting much more clear and simple. Let's get started. Welcome back, everybody, to College Recruiting with Jill Hicks. Today is a really interesting topic. I would definitely say it's one that most people don't talk about very often. Um, And I think most parents want to just assume the best and not think that something maybe like this could happen on a college recruiting trip. So we're going to get dive right in, though, because... Um, we've had a few clients recently that have um, been on visits and asked for advice. And so I thought, you know what, we're going to go for it. So I have Christy here, who's one of our advisors in uh, mainly aquatics, but she also helps with essay um, writing. For So if any of you are in need of a little tutoring on your essay for um, admissions. She's the gal for you. And also, I mean, she does a variety of sports, actually. So welcome, Christy. And thanks so much for taking the time to um, not, you know, say no to this this (laughs) subject. (laughs) Yes, this is a tricky one. (laughs) It's a tricky one. And I want to say right off the bat, we're both moms. Yes. And we both went through it with our own Um, children who went through the recruiting process so Mm -hmm. once again we come at these types of things not as being critical or judgmental but more from a place of education and compassion so I'm going to start by reading an article that I found in Swim Swam and it's uh, written by Rick Payne because I feel like it pretty much says it all and um, so here we go Drinking on college campuses has always been there, and unfortunately, probably always will be. Athletes are not immune um, to the allure of alcohol, even though it is counterproductive to all the training they do. Recruiting trips and parties seem to go hand in hand, and many times drinking is involved. If you are fortunate enough to be invited on a recruiting trip, official or unofficial, you should prepare yourself to deal with this issue. Here is a typical recruiting trip. You fly in on a Friday. One of the coaches picks you up, maybe even with your parents from the airport. You go to lunch with the coaches and maybe a student host. You meet with the academic counselors, maybe attend a class or two with a student athlete. You go and watch practice, then hang out with the team at one of the coaches' houses or maybe an apartment or a dorm. You go back to the dorm room with your host who's ever going to, you're going to be spending the night with and maybe watch a movie and talk. Then mom and dad might be over at a a nearby hotel. Saturday morning, you wake up and you meet the swim team for breakfast, then meet with one of the coaches while the team is training or just watch practice. You then head out with the team for a day of fun and probably go to a football game. 
Later that night, the team may host a party for you and other recruits. Everyone is making you feel welcome and you are excited to feel like you are part of the team. You notice that some of the team is drinking. Now there may also be other recruits on the trip with you, but um, let's say one of the upperclassmen brings you a beer. The upperclassman tells you how much everyone likes you and shoves a beer in your face, telling you it's okay because all of the recruits drink on their trips. I'm not going to sit here and tell you all of the reasons why you should not drink, but I'm going to remind you about two of them. One, it's illegal and you could be arrested or given a citation. Um, wouldn't that be fun, a fun conversation to have with your parents or your coach when you get back home? Um, you can be assured that the coaches will find out, the college coaches will find out. Don't let anyone tell you that no one will know. With today's cell phone cameras and social media outlets, it is only a matter of time before your mug is plastered all over Facebook or Instagram with a beer in your hand and you are labeled as the partier. Now you are back at home waiting for the college coaches to call you, but the phone does not ring. The coaches have asked some of the team about you and perhaps have seen the photo of you holding a beer. That one moment has labeled you as the party animal, and I can guarantee you that coaches do not want to recruit party animals. All right, Christy, here we go. Um, yep. <laughs> yeah, you know... I've seen that happen in the gymnastics world, no question, and far worse than that. Um, but I can say sport to sport, it can look a little different in how the party is handled and what they may offer you. But in general, I would say, sadly to me, that this is not unusual. Would you agree? Absolutely. And last year, I had a client who... Um, you know, luckily felt comfortable enough to talk to her mom who reached out to me. Um, and you know, we really helped her through a very uncomfortable situation where her host had started mentioning that, uh, she wanted to take them to try and sneak into a bar and act like they were 21. And this client felt very uncomfortable, but she also wanted to connect to the team, which is what's so hard. You feel this pressure, but she knew in her heart that that was not the right choice for her to make. Um, but trying to figure out how how do you handle this when you want to be connecting to this team? Um, you know, sometimes recruits only have limited options. Sometimes they don't have five options that they're dealing with. They might have one recruit trip and this is their chance. So how do we handle that um, is something that we've really had to take a look at. And, um, you know, sometimes, there, there are a couple tricks that I think that recruits can pull out. Um, one thing that is a great tactic if you're taken to a party, something like that, is to find a non-alcoholic drink and have it in your hand immediately. Mm -hmm. um, just so people aren't coming and saying, oh, you need something, like, let's get you a drink. If you already have that bottle of water or a, a Coke in your hand, you're already kind of taken care of. And that sets a little bit of a precedent. Um, but also, being stop, can I stop right there? Yeah. Just as a word of advice, be sure it was not opened prior mm -hmm. to you. Um, so if, if you are going to look for some kind of non-alcoholic drink, 
make sure it's a closed cap. Yes. Secured. Um, and keep it in your possession all the time. Thank you. Okay. Never okay. set it down. You know, and the other thing is don't pick up a red solo cup and put a Coke in it because on social media, that red solo cup looks like it could be anything. So trying to find something, a bottle of water, a can of Coke, things like that, things that you have control over is really important. Ooh, that's a very uh, good point. Yeah. And so, you know, just keeping that in mind when you go, you're on your recruit trip to learn about the team. So you're being shown who they are, which you get to make decisions on whether that's a scene you want to be involved in. And you could almost thank the team for letting you see that, even though you don't want to be involved in it, because you're going to know ahead of time. This is how this team handles their weekend at times. Um, and so that's something that you want to make a decision on. Is that something you're comfortable with? You know, a lot of athletes are not. They're very focused on their their um, performance and they don't want that in their lives. Um, and so, but also how do you get out of it when somebody comes to you and says, hey, here's a beer, like you were just saying, you know, and I, you know, just in talking to a lot of the kids that I've had a chance to discuss this with, not giving too much information because you know, you want to connect to this team. Just saying, oh no, I'm good right now. But if you already have that cup in your hand or not cup, if you already have that Coke in your hand, you can easily say, I'm good right now. And then you can kind of just watch, are they going to pressure you? Because that's something you want to know going in, but you want to take the high road every single time. And that's hard to do, but you're going to win in the end by doing that. And, you know, one suggestion we gave to, to my client last year was if you're getting into a situation, you really feel uncomfortable, message the coach and say, Hey, are there other kids that are doing different things tonight that I could find something else to do? Mm -hmm. um, because the coach is going to help you out with that. And you don't have to feel like you're throwing these team members under the bus. You can just say, I, I feel like, you know, is there somebody doing a game night or just hanging out and watching movies, something like that? Um, you know, feel empowered to connect with your parents, connect with your advisors, but connect with that coach if you need to. You need to feel secure in what your decision options are. So when they first get the itinerary and they take a look at it, <clears throat> Sometimes you can see now most recruits have never gotten an itinerary. So they are just super excited to just be a mm -hmm. part of this, this weekend. Right. Yeah. But now you can kind of look at it through a lens of how to prepare. Right. So mm -hmm. they're not going to say go to a party after the football game, but they're going to say something like hang out with the, the, you know, and these girls on the team or whatever. And it might say exactly what you're going to be doing. Like we used to do at Oregon state, they either went bowling or they watched movies at a place we designated. And it was very obvious. Our lecture to our own athletes was do not do this. Do not do that. You're not allowed to have that. You know, it was very clear. It wasn't just a given that they got it, that the, you know, girls on the current team, you know, we're going to put two and two together. They shouldn't have alcohol. No, mm -hmm. they knew on the teams I've coached that if there was alcohol present with the recruit, they would be asked to be off the team. So there was a standard, right? And right. Um, <clears throat> you can sometimes tell on those itineraries, um, if nothing's planned and it just says you're going out, let's say with some of the girls on the team 
or your host. You might want to prepare, like Christy was just saying, to have some statements depending on how you want to decide to handle yourself. Now, mm-hmm. at JH Consulting, we are not here to tell you what to do, nor would we want to try on this topic. This is a personal choice and you are choosing, okay? So what we're trying to do is open up this topic so that it's not a secret that this is going on, could happen, Mm -hmm. or that you are not going to be shocked when you walk into this situation. You're going to go, hey, I listened to that podcast and I got some good tips. I'm going to use them, you know? But I do agree with you, Christy, that the big push-pull here is um, the girls are trying so hard to be liked when they go on this visit and do a good job. And that's how we prepare them. You connect with these other team members. We know they're going to vote afterwards. You know, how did you get along? But you know what? Just because I wasn't a huge partier person in college or in my whole life, that was just natural for me or which just wasn't my bent. Um, I loved going to, I went to parties or, you know, I was in a sorority and had a great time and I didn't have to have alcohol to exactly. connect with people. Right. And to feel like when I left there that they liked me because, you know, I wasn't doing what everyone there was doing, but mm-hmm. I, I felt very well received. So- I think the other thing that, that, Everybody needs to remember too, is that when you are not drinking, you know exactly what you've said that whole night. You can maintain that control over your, what you're saying. You can think through things better, that kind of thing. It, you know, it would be a a really scary risk almost to, to lose that control over the impression you're giving to other girls, just because maybe you're not thinking things through as well as you normally would. And it's for some of our clients, it's going to be their first real, the rubber meets the road. Mm -hmm. We call official and unofficial visits a business trip. And it's sad for them, I think some of them, to walk into this situation thinking they have it up here in terms of their um, respect for this visit. And then all of a sudden, they're put in this situation where they're not prepared and they thought it was more like a business trip on both sides. And yeah. then the reality is college kids can drink. The reality is a lot of teams um, not only drink, but they're smoking pot, vaping and using alcohol. And as an athlete, you know, some standards are, it's no big deal. And other athletes are like, you know what, I'm working too hard to put, those kind of substances in my body. I don't want to do that. But the reality is you're put into a very peer pressure moment. And so you want to think through this. How do you want to feel day after? How do you want in terms of how you responded and how how the coach is going to um, respect you? Or is this the right place for you or not? And you get to decide a lot of that because hopefully, you know, you'll have multiple visits and... And if not, then we need to move a new direction if that's not the place for you, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Absolutely. So- yeah. And I, you know, I think it's really hard for these girls with that pressure and, you know, and also keeping in mind the social media aspect of it that you mentioned before, 
you can be in the background of a picture and you don't even know it. And so keeping that in mind, it's just, you know, always a better choice to be doing what you know is right. Mm -hmm. Assume you're going to be in, on camera, assume you're going to be in pictures. And I would like to speak to, I spoke to a, a couple college coaches this week, just to double check, because I know what I did as a head coach. We had a handbook. It was all in there. No alcohol. Did they drink? I'm not going to, I mean, I'm not naive to think they weren't drinking alcohol, the girls on my team, right? You know, but they knew that if they got into any kind of trouble with alcohol, or I found out that they were partying a lot or whatever, it was in the handbook they had to sign that they were not drinking alcohol. Mm -hmm. So that was my way as a head coach of dealing with the alcohol. I put it out there, right? It was in the handbook. They had to sign it. And I discussed it. And in fact, I made that the most important um part of our first day together when we went through the handbook that I highlighted the most because that, that's how strongly I felt about um, the trouble it could get them into um, walking down the path, not just for their fitness level and ability to compete, but more when you're at a place like that, it's late at night and there's alcohol involved. And like you said, any kind of pictures or things that happen after that, that you don't remember, it just has a trickle down effect. So I was pretty strong on that. I, I reached out to two other head coaches this week and they both do the exact same thing. Okay. But they're all, they also said, we're not naive to think that there are girls on our team that are partying, you know, that we can't, we can't be with them hundred percent of the time. So, but often the info gets back to the coach and not always, but a lot of times you can see the side effects of those choices whether it's fatigue coming into practice, other things coaches would do, will do is have a really early morning Saturday practice so mm -hmm. that, you know, a lot of times that'll deter athletes from going out Friday, yeah. night, for example. Um, so things like that, but you, you know what, as coaches, you're not going to know it all, but I can tell you this. Um, some coaches don't have it in a handbook. They don't want to have to draw a line because they don't want to lose an athlete. So parents out there who are listening to this podcast, you need to know that, um, you know, it can go either way on a team. Uh, I even had my own daughter on a soccer team who the, we found out later that the coach who was driving the van to the games was drinking. Oh. So we, my husband and I waited, and then at the end of the season, well, we told her, do not get in that van ever again. They had van options, right, choices. There was three vans. So, uh, but at the end, we did talk to the athletic director, you know, and um, so you have to decide as a family, you know, how you want to prepare your, your athlete for these visits as a family. What, what are, you know, what have you taught your athlete? What is... What is your family comfortable with? Um, and I think remembering too, that these athletes, they're still young. You know, my client last year was told the coach doesn't mind right. that we drink. You know, you got to take that with a grain of salt. Mm -hmm. If you, you know, assume the coach does actually mind. Assume, mm -hmm. always. Mm -hmm. Yep. 
so I, and I think parents also need to realize that if you, if your athlete's going to go on several visits, if they're staying in the hotel with you as a parent, it doesn't mean the team isn't out partying just mm -hmm. because your daughter finished her day and came to the hotel with you. So, oh, we had a great time and this team was great. You know, like we didn't have that pressure like we did last week because she stayed in the dorms, you see. So I feel bad because there's no way to know it all. You know, there's just no way, but you got to look at it with eyes wide open is what I'm trying to say. And realize, you know, alcohol and partying is a part of college, but it doesn't need to be a part of a 16 year old's life who's going on college visits. If if mm -hmm. possible, if there's a way, right? And that's what we're trying to do is help our clients um, have a plan of action if they're uncomfortable or, um, you know, not to sweep this under the rug and pretend like it's not happening, but to evaluate it. And it could be a reason to choose or not to choose, you know, a program. But I can tell you this, every team I've coached for, th for those 20 years, there was never one team that every single girl fit into that. Every team member fit into that mold of going out partying. There's always going to be some that do and some that don't. I don't think there's ever a team that they all don't. And I don't think there's ever a team that they all do. There are some. Maybe, yeah. Right. But and last year, that was one thing we actually suggested to the client was find somebody who doesn't look like they are wanting to be in that right in the mix of all of that. And even asking the coach, if you're starting to feel like, Hey, they're starting to say things that I'm not comfortable with for this evening, say to the coach, Hey, is there anybody staying on campus tonight or anybody that's not going out to do, you know, go going out on the town for tonight or going out to a bar tonight, just asking those questions, um, you know, can maybe get you put with someone else. And my own daughter was actually, the person she was staying with on a recruit trip was changed once she got there. And she actually feels that this was maybe part of the reason because they could tell she wasn't really the partying type. And did uh, she end up at that school? She did. See? Yes. And there were, there were different groups, definitely. Um, but she found out more about the different experiences, you know, between different sets of people on the team. And I think what Jill said is important that there are different groups on the team. And so it's not a, it's not a all or nothing situation necessarily, but you just have to come home and evaluate everything you saw. Good. That's so good. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I'm trying to look back here and just make sure we've covered everything that we think is <clears throat> important. Um, I think the bottom line is, is that we didn't want this topic to not be discussed. Number one, it won't happen the same way for every, any, you know, every situation, every visit looks a little different. Um, I would say as a parent, looking back, the best thing you can do is see this again as a life skill. So how can you teach your athlete while they're at home, how to walk through this scenario, these types of scenarios, and help them learn from them before they get into a bad situation and help them work through, well, how do they want their college years? What do they want it to look like? Do, you know, 
are they prepared for all the things? Because most in our sport, in gymnastics, are pretty naive to things like this. They just haven't had time. Right. No time to do this kind of thing. Yeah. And I think, you know, for these girls to really remember to be confident in who they are, they know who they are going in. They've achieved great things in their lives already. You know, if they're being recruited to these teams, keep that confidence and know you can be who you are on that recruit trip. Don't, you don't have to give into that pressure. Right. I love that. Okay, well, thanks so much for joining me here, Christy, on College Recruiting with Jill Hicks. And we hope you've enjoyed this topic. I would love for parents to, or JH girls, to comment about this by sending me an email, jill at jhicksconsulting.com. And if there's more we can um, enhance or add to this topic, we would love to do that. Um, if there are more questions that you have or just help us to know if you felt like this was helpful um, because we would we don't mind um, diving into some of the harder topics and once again we're not trying to tell any family what they should or shouldn't be doing or any athlete on this topic everybody has to decide for themselves we just wanted to be sure that it was out there and that everybody had time to talk about it if that's what they wanted to do as a family prior to um, some visits, even though we know a lot of girls have already visited in the last few weeks, um, there's still a lot of visits to be had. So thanks so much for joining us here at College Recruiting with Jill Hicks. Thanks, Christy. Thank you, Jill. Thanks for joining us on today's podcast. If you're interested in Jill Hicks Consulting's advising services, head over to www.jhicksconsulting.com and click on the Get Started button to fill out your forms page. One of our advisors will give you a call. We're in your corner and we'll talk to you soon.